Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Off Menu podcast, chopping up the melon of the internet and adding it to the fruit salad. That's it, Gamble. My name is James A. Castor. We are the Dream Restaurant. And this time we're still getting used to that second one. Uh, oh, 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 bit dear. of a clue. Uh, we are the Dream Restaurant. And every week we invite a guest in to our Dream Restaurant and we ask them their favourite ever. Start a main course, side dish, dessert, drink. Not in that order. And there's, oh, I'm all over the place. Oh, dear me. This week. Our guest is Nabil Abdul-Rashid. Nabil Abdul-Rashid, uh, an absolutely fantastic comedian who I gigged with many years ago and thought, this yeah. guy's great. Uh, and he's gone on to absolutely huge things. He did very well on Britain's Got Talent. Had the judges roaring with laughter. Yeah, James has read that off the screen. Uh, he's also done Celebrity MasterChef, things like that. But he is he's just an excellent stand-up comedian, a very, very funny man. Uh, and he will be in the studio with us. He's also going on tour, James. He's going on tour with his show purple pill the purple pill Nabil Abdul Rashid uh, so do go and check out uh, his website for details on that uh, I'm sure you'll be convinced that you want to go and see him after this episode yes but however we'll be giving him a little bit more time to pack for that tour if he says a secret ingredient which we have agreed upon in advance yes and this week the secret ingredient is purple, purple carrots purple carrots of course we've got that from purple because this show's called the purple pill purple pill yes. I like purple carrots I like purple carrots, but I find them a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. Because you're used to carrots being orange. Mm -hmm. Then you cut, you sort of cut into a purple carrot. And I think the first time I did it, I thought, well, it's only the outside that's purple. I'm sure the inside will be white or orange like a normal carrot. You thought the inside would be orange? It's purple all the way through. No, if the inside, if it, the outside was purple and the inside was orange, it would look like when you bite into a round cheese fruit pastel lolly. Yes. And I, I, I don't want it to do that. Do you not like that? Well, I don't want a carrot to look like a round cheese fruit pastel lolly. I think you do. I take it back. <laughs> That's right. I've gaslighted him. Uh, very excited to have Nabil in the studio. Uh, I'm on tour as well. Hot diggity dog. Hot diggity dog. Edgamble.co.uk for details and tickets. Uh, also, 
My book's out. Glutton, The Multicourse Life of a Very Greedy Boy. Available from all good booksellers. A very successful guy. I'm busy. I wouldn't say successful. Mm. Well, you know. I've done the things, but, you know, how successful they are is yet to be seen. It's up to you, listeners. Yes. Let's make this boy a success. Please. Make me happy. This is the off-menu menu of Nabil Abdul-Rashid. Welcome, Nabil, to the Dream Restaurant. Welcome, Nabil Abdul-Rashid, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been spending you for some time. I'm sorry that I'm uh, five minutes late. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm also sorry to my ancestors that I only arrived five minutes late. Uh, normally we're a lot more fashionable with our lateness. I see, I see. Now, the way James says, I've been expecting you for some time, he always says that to the guests, yes. regardless know, of punctuality. I like to make things awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, ask my ass. You should have been at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> How did you make things awkward at your wedding? Just kept staring at my father-in-law. <laughs> Even while I was dancing with my wife, I was just like... <laughs> yeah, that would make things pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah. Did he, did he like it? I mean, he doesn't like most stuff, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> Yeah. Just different stages of annoyance and irritation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So normally you'd be later, is that right? Yeah, but it's not a personal thing. No. Sometimes just for your safety as well. Like, you know, it's better that I come late. So that everything is, you know. Listen, if you're looking for logic, you're not going to find it. <laughs> My ways are mysterious to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sometimes even to me. Um, no, I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to be better, but like... I have this habit of always arriving. Even when I leave extra early for stuff, I always end up arriving just on time or like two minutes late. And, you know, my agent hates it because no matter when I get brief for stuff, I'm like, I'll be there, I'll be there. And then she'll call. She's like, I know you're you're, you're outside because you're always outside when I call and they're looking for you. But where are you? I'm "I'm outside. (laughs) Just one of those things. I think it's because I was a really big fan of Batman as a kid. Yeah, And like he would always arrive just as the bad guy was about to execute yeah yeah so, so yeah i just thought in my way i've saved you <laughs> yeah, yeah you have saved us you're the, you're the batman of comedy see that's why i should have put it on my on my website instead i said i'm the com- comedian the world needed but never knew they wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it doesn't like that either are you, are, you, are you one of those people who says you're outside when you're not as well oh when, no, when no you're i'm like, honest you are you are outside it, that, that's the thing so like for example i, I was doing a gig recently yeah. and i messaged and said hey I'm going to be arriving just before stage time. Yeah. So they start getting someone else ready to go on. And I turn up and I'm like, oh, wait, you're here. I said, bitch, I'm, gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, but that that to me, if someone said that to me and I didn't know about their mysterious Batman ways, I would assume that they're not turning up on time. You know, but now now she but knows. now everyone knows you. Yeah. It's just now public record. Everyone yeah. knows that you are going to turn up when you yeah. say you're going to turn up. It's yeah. just... Just the... not when you told me that I should, but it's not on purpose. No, right? It, it just happens that I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's always the universe just works in that way. Yeah. Even when I was born, I turned up just. Yeah, I don't know that for a fact. I mean, I was there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I didn't check. They weren't getting another baby ready to go on before you. Yeah. I mean, step. there was a baby before me, oh. my sister, and I hate her. Yeah, right? we can't. We don't get on. No, but that's probably what happened. We probably had an agreement and then she just showed up 
Okay, fine. In this case, I was really late because I came three years after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't meant to be you the first time, and then yeah. you just knocked around yeah. in the womb for another three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got big brother energy. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. That's why I like fucking with people. It's a yeah. big brother asshole in me. <laughs> you know? just... uh, are you a foodie? Bill, would you say that you I like I mean, food? you could see me. What do you think? <laughs> Like, let's let's just be real here. You, you know that if, if I did something wrong right now and you didn't know me, there's only two ways you would describe me, right? So you asking me whether I'm a foodie. What's a foodie? A person that likes food. Do you think this happened by accident? Is that what you, do you think that's what this is? Did you really like you know? I just I just had an extra donut a couple hundred thousand times. By the way, I don't I don't actually eat donuts. No, because of toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why, why? Why is that? So, I'm from northern Nigeria, and um, Allah Jaza, I'm in Arewa. Sorry, that's for my people. Yeah, you're safe now. <laughs> when the revolution comes, we'll be given a head start and <laughs> a stick. Um, also, I'm from northern Nigeria, and we we are like most of the army for the majority of Nigeria's inception has come from my part of Nigeria. Most people don't know much about us. In fact, sadly, currently we're only known for two things, which is um, Boko Haram and me. Uh, you know, as you can imagine, Boko Haram is a very tough act to follow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah very, 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 very tough act. You know, they always bomb. Um, cheap, I know. Um, so we, our culture, apparently, we, we, we're farmers and soldiers and that sort of stuff. So everything around our culture, like as a, growing up as a young boy, like you give, you get given food. Eat it. It will make you strong. Yeah. What? <laughs> it will make you strong. Why are you opening your eyes? Why you say that? Because I'm strong. Okay. I don't want, you know. And if you eat anything sweet, you were told as a boy that sweet things were for girls. Uh huh. And like people would say it with so much conviction, like it was scientifically proven. Uh-huh. Like what? Why are you gonna? Why? Why do you want that sweet? What are you a girl? Uh-huh. I'm not a girl. Yeah. Then why do you want something sweet? Because everyone knows. The sweets are for girls. Right. Yeah. You, you give it to them on their birthday when they're angry with you. That's how <laughs> it works. And I thought, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, <laughs> like, we just didn't have a lot of sweet stuff, right? Yeah. So now, even now, because, like, my wife is South Asian and they have, like, a big culture of desserts, I kind of hear my uncle in my head, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's a trap. It's for her. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working through that. But unfortunately, I struggle with sweet stuff. I do like sweet stuff, but yeah. I, I feel bad well, right after, even though I shouldn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's been drilled into you. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's, it's, a, it's a tense episode for me then. I'm a big dessert boy. Yeah. I love it when people, you know, make a good... Uh... No such thing as a big dessert boy in northern Nigeria. Yeah, there you go. It's not. I get turned away. That's big dessert boy. (laughs) Trying to think how I would even translate that in my language. Actually, yeah, probably I I won't say it, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably probably a couple words for that. Um, Yeah, I I love food. I think it's amazing because it's it's the quickest way you can share your culture with someone. Mm -hmm. I can't teach you my language in a day or my history, but I can make you taste it. And, And in the food that comes from because you eat what you grow, um, essentially. There's a reason why our diets are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if if I make a dish from my part of Nigeria, for example, there's a whole history as to why we eat like that, where the ingredients come from, when we eat those things, and why we eat those things on specific dates. So that's something that I really love about not just my culture's food, but all food. I like what it represents. Well, let's start. We always start with still or sparkling water. Ah, still. 
still water. I, I can't drink sparkling because I believe it's regular water that the Illuminati farted in. <laughs> Illuminati farty? Illuminati yeah. farty? Yeah. I had an Illuminati and, and, farty party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you know. You know. I've been telling you for a long time. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. And don't eat broccoli. It's man-made. Yeah. <laughs> Broccoli's man-made. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not real. Yeah. It, it's not real. What, is your, what, are your, what are your sources for the broccoli's man-made? Google it thing? now. Go- mm-hmm. Broccoli is a man-made. currently Googling. But what do you mean it's by a... man-made? It comes out the ground, right? It like... does now. Yeah. <laughs> mm, interesting. But so were you saying it's been like synthesized in a, in a lab? It was made in a lab by a bunch Ben's of liberal scientists. <laughs> Trying to turn us into communists. Wake up. God damn it. I'm willing to wake up. I just need to know what I'm waking up. The truth so. is out there, sheeple. Uh, is bro- so uh, Benito's Googled broccoli man-made. Yeah. Top here, is broccoli man-made? Contrary to the claims of some skeptics, broccoli is not a genetically modified or man-made vegetable. It is a naturally occurring plant that belongs to the same family as kale, cabbage, and cauliflower. Lies! <laughs> Lies! He switched it before I came in. Because he knew. I thought, I thought you would understand. I thought there was a chance. But well, you followed it to the trap. Yeah. But now we've got backgarden.org. Oh, yeah. Is the answer Truthers. In, in, in 2020, December 2020. Uh, and it was updated this year. It's broccoli man-made. And they are saying... The short answer is, yes, broccoli is man-made. Broccoli as we know it did not always exist as a plant, but was created by humans for an extensive process. It is not known exactly how many years ago broccoli emerged, but it is believed that early varieties of this plant appeared more than 2,000 years ago. That's Jesus times. Yeah. No, no that's post-Jesus, actually. When 20, this is like 20 years after Jesus, they made broccoli. Do you think that's a coincidence? Bill? No. <laughs> so, I told you people the truth. He's out there. You don't trust broccoli because it's man-made, and you don't trust sparkling water because it was made at an Illuminati farty party. And it makes you get sharty. <laughs> so it's got to be still water all the way. It's got to be. Now, you're drinking a 7-Up there. Who's done a farty in that? What you need to understand <laughs> is that to help the sheep, yeah. you must become like a wolf, but still be among the sheep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You must be a sheepdog. I'm deep undercover, bro. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to find out how they think. <laughs> so you know asleep, that you're drinking farts right now. Synthesized farts. Yeah. Because yeah. it comes with the flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But water on its own? That's just with with, with, with gas in it? Yeah. That's an affront to God. Yeah. Could you imagine it raining sparkling water? <laughs> mm, I quite like that actually. You deviant. Fizzy water. <laughs> Fizzy so, rain. So acid rain. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. Bad. That just sounds like a very, very bad remix of a Prince song. <laughs> Fizzy rain. To be honest, every remix or cover of a Prince song is bad. Yeah. And done by the Illuminati mm. and pharma companies. Sleeping <laughs> big pharma are covering Prince songs yeah. and putting them out. And what, what, what's the aim there? They're trying to like devalue his legacy? I've said too much. <laughs> you know who invented broccoli? A big farmer. Now, Ed doesn't do... Jokes like that very often a bit. What, what do you think of I mean, did a proper... It's very telling that he's trying to cover things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A big farmer, do you understand? So it, it's... Uh, I've, I've changed the, the meaning of farmer. It's mean... I am aware, I'm well aware of what you did. <laughs> I think you'll find for a profession, I am... Listen, you're stealing the truth. Yeah. You're stealing the truth. 
I'm willing to believe that sparkling water has Illuminati farties in it. I am. And I, you know, still still water is the way to go. I'm just checking to see if that water fizzes, brother. No, that's yeah. that's still water. Ed's drinking, no drinking a glass of water at the minute and the has got his eyes firmly glued to the glass. Yeah. We can get you still water we in the dream restaurant. We must stay focused, my brothers. <laughs> we must stay focused. <laughs> Pop lobs or bread? Pop lobs or bread in the beer lobs or machine? Pop lobs or bread? Bread. What have the Illuminati done to the poverty? <laughs> I'm just uh, very militant, so I don't like crackers. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, no, come on. Bit, you can't huh? give Big Farmer nothing and then g- give the crackers joke a round of applause. Oh, I, like, I liked it. Yeah. I liked, I liked it. it as well, but I liked the Big Farmer joke, and you guys gave me absolutely nah, fuck off for that. <laughs> <laughs> you comedy is in a meritocracy. Haven't you learned? Uh, uh, <laughs> so you say bread, but it depends. It depends. Like, are you talking about non bread? Because actually, we there's a type of bread I want to talk about today mm-hmm. that we've got, but that would probably work well as a starter. Right. So, yeah, we've we've got, like, there's different versions of bread. You could have naan bread, I guess. You could have, like, a paratha, or you could have, like, a vichu roti. Oh, vichu rotis are amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you guys have had ramesh on. And yeah, we have. Did you mention vichu roti? I don't think he I did. I don't think he did. That Everything he mentioned you. was fried. Yeah, if he mentioned yeah. it was deep fried, yeah. That means he hates you. If he didn't mention vichu yeah. roti, it's like, imagine heaven stretched out into a thin dough. Uh, and just made into it's just so good it's like um it's like a, a roti but with the same kind of consistency as a pancake it's so soft oh wow yeah and like um if you've ever had malaysian food because yeah. they have a thing called roti chanai that mm-hmm. they eat with their curries it's a similar sort of thing or like a trini roti mm. so it's not tough it's really soft those oh, are very nice yes nice. i like and would you choose that for your bread course then, or is there anything um, else in the running? My bread course, this has nothing to do with my um, mains or mm-hmm. my side dish or my starter. Yeah, no, yeah, just, just a, whatever just, you want before a, the yeah, meal. Whatever, yeah. I'd have a roti chana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I nice. love roti chana. So, would I, can I get the curry with it as well? Oh, or is that just oh, interesting. I, I, I respect yeah, that, Luke. Yeah. Oh, you want a little. You want a little? We can bring you a little, a little bowl of curry. I think. Yeah, yeah. I love Indonesian food, Indo-Malaysian food. Mm-hmm. I love, and I discovered it by mistake. You know. Yeah. What was the What was the mistake? All right. This is this is. I've never told anyone this story before, but I was a debt collector for a while. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And one of the guys that I used to debt collect with was a martial artist, and um, in a situation which I will not go into detail about. I saw him do some weird shit to this guy. Not, not in a sexual way, but yeah. it could have been, to be honest. It was, <laughs> it was so fast. <laughs> poor, father, poor bastard had no chance, man. It was, it was just, yeah. It was like Jason Bourne shit, but it was so fast. Yeah. And there was no one shaking any camera. Like, this guy yeah. did real life yeah. shaky camera Jason Bourne shit to someone. And in a perfectly legal situation. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what the hell was that? And he said it was Penchak Silat. I'm like, what the hell is Penchak Silat? He's like, it's this Indonesian, Malaysian martial art, and you can learn it from. And then I was like, who taught you? He's like, oh, a guy called Steve. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> but then we, we meet these people who train Silat. And, you know, I got into, I've always been into on one martial art or the other since mm-hmm. childhood. Because uh, I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was really young, mm-hmm. and uh, and asthma, right? And they were like a good way to work with both issues was to channel my mind and stuff into martial arts. So I've always had 
an acute fixation with martial arts and movement and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I went with him. Well, we trained with this guy. So this guy immersed himself in Indo-Malaysian culture. So we had the food, we were learning the culture, the traditional, all of it. And I discovered so many amazing dishes. Uh, like I always describe, like my mom asked me why I like our Malaysian food. I'm like, it tastes like Chinese food cooked by a Nigerian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the kind of spices and flavors. And yeah, and that's how I discovered, you know, they, they have a dish that's like jollof rice called nasi goreng. Yeah. Yeah, they've got like um, chakwe chow, the flat noodle, which is a lot like a pad si yu or a, a pad thai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they've got their own version of that. It's just so cool. So much interesting stuff. And there's a lot of similarities between their food, our food, and Filipino food. And if you hadn't seen someone get beaten up, you wouldn't have I never anyway. said he was beaten up. No. <laughs> no. Said he did some weird shit. Yeah. That could have been sexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a great bread course. Yeah. I love it. So uh, what's, the, what's the little bowl of curry that's coming oh, with yeah. it? What? So curry ayam, I mean, I can actually make a decent curry ayam, you know? But like a lot of the time, if you have it as a starter or just as a side, there's no meat in it. But the, the sauce itself, mainly it's from chili paste, tamarind, coconut milk, uh, onion, They'll normally shred a bunch of onion, garlic, galangal, which is this weird, almost bastardized ginger-garlic combination thing that smells amazing. Uh -huh. They make that into a paste, fry it, add in your chili, add in your onions, curry leaves. Then they have a special curry powder that they make, which is a pain in the ass to make yourself, so you might as well just buy it from the supermarket. Um, they throw in some palm sugar, coconut milk, cook it just till it congeals a little bit. You can see a little bit of oil separating. And like a lot of the time, they can make it with fish, chicken or curry. And um, it's very unique to most curries. Like um, most curries are a savory affair, but the Indo-Malay curries have like a nutty sweetness to them as well as spicy. And it's just amazing. If you're someone that doesn't want to have, because like, and I can you know, Indian food, Indian curries are great but they can be heavy on the belly. Mm -hmm. But Indo-Malaysian curries, for some strange reason, just don't have the same effect uh -huh. uh, on your gut. And I think it's because they don't use ghee and stuff. Because uh -huh. like, um, I think the Majapahit Empire passed through that part of Asia and they brought their Indian influences in food. But then the Chinese influences also kind of remained as well. So it's like a marriage of the two. But each country you go to in that Golden Triangle area, they have a different ratio of like, indigenous indian chinese so like in malaysia and indonesia there's still like a very strong chinese element but then as you go further down some parts of some parts of these countries it's a much more indian the philippines it's more indigenous but there's still elements so yeah sorry i i love food I no love this food. is great this is absolute yeah. we got we got a food in now yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that, that, that sounds delicious and I, I never knew uh everything you just said so, uh... <laughs> broccoli's man <laughs> and also if you want to try good Indo indonesian mm. indo-malaysian food rasa sayang which is literally a straight line from Seoul theater mm -hmm. <laughs> it's in yeah. chinatown Amazing. Great. Oh, great. Or Uncle Lim's in Croydon. Or your dream starter. My dream starter. Okay, now, because I'm, I'm homesick, because like, my mom's just come over from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I, I grew up in northern Nigeria in a place called Kaduna, from the word Kada, in my language, it means crocodile. And Kaduna means loads of crocodiles, because <laughs> apparently, before human beings kind of settled there, it was just crocodiles. Wow. <laughs> and we live near a river. Like Nigeria itself is named after rivers. So there's the River Niger and 
<clears throat> you know who came over and drew a line around this river and called it the Niger area. Uh-huh. And then they couldn't be bothered to give us a proper name, so it just called Nigeria. So um, we're near yeah, one of the rivers, the offshoots from there, called River Kaduna, which is, again, river of loads of crocodiles. Uh-huh. Um, so we love seafood and we love barbecue. So to start off the meal, I would say we we do this thing called balangu. Now, it's not good, don't worry. It's, uh, <laughs> if you drive down the streets of northern Nigeria, you will find people like roasting a whole lamb or a whole sheep or a whole goat. And it's roasted a very specific way, smoked for hours. And then you pick what part you want and they slice it off into a newspaper. You have to get it in newspaper. Yeah. Right? On a plate, it's just not the same. <laughs> and then they sprinkle a special chili powder on it called yaji and give you like some salad, red onions on the side. And now there's this special, I don't know what it's called, it, bread or cake you can have with it called wena or masa the different words you can use for it and it's made from fermented yogurt and rice paste yeast and a bit of sugar and then it's cooked in like um it almost looks like the sort of thing you make cupcakes in Mm -hmm. Uh but you cook it over a fire and it's a little bit crunchy on the outside but super soft on the inside You, you can make it for meat dishes it's slightly different. And then you can also have it with savory dishes, stews and soups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll get those little rice cakes. They look a lot like, um, they look like crumpets. Yeah, oh, They yeah. look like crumpets, but they're whiter. They just cut them into squares and sprinkle it over your um, balangu and your chilies. And that is perfect starter. Oh, man. And you can wow. have fish balangu. You can have, then there's also something called suya. I know you must have. I'm sure you've had Nigerians on here before. Yes, so. yeah, we've, yeah. we've spoken about Suya yeah. before. Yeah. But if yeah. they're not from the north, what they call Suya is fake. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> we created it, right? Yeah. Everyone bites our culture, but they don't like it. <laughs> so, like, traditional Suya, it has to be made with a marinade made from nuts and beans and paste and nut oil. Um, so, oh, you guys use so much nuts in your cooking in Nigeria. What, what about Nigerians who have nut allergies? They're extinct. It's <laughs> uh, culinary Darwinism. They're, yeah. they're extinct. But you must try it. Honestly, suya and balangu mm. normally will be sold side mm. by side. Yeah. So suya is meat on sticks. Yeah. And then you'll have like a whole fish. And uh, we have uh, I surrender chicken. It's basically a chicken that's like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call it I surrender or I swear to God. <laughs> and you grill it and it gets cut. You have like a little mixed grill situation. Yeah. And that is the perfect starter. Wow. So are you having just the lamb or the lamb and the chicken and the fish? or what's I the... mean, I'm assuming we're having this meal together. <laughs> well, we can do. Yeah, we can yeah, do. If that's your if, dream. If meals are best shared. I don't like eating by myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would say, yeah, I would get that. So, and a mixture of different things just so we can try it. Because even the offal in the cow is or the goat or whatever mm-hmm. is grilled the same way. Yeah. And all of you are like, oh, I would never eat intestine. But then you actually try it. It's like, oh, actually, that's yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. And besides, it's in, it's in sausages and stuff. So You should eat the whole animal. If, you, yeah. if you're going yeah. to, you know. I'm a big believer in that. In fact, yeah. uh, um, I went back home on Eid. And so uh, we have a traditional, we have a sultanate mm-hmm. uh, in northern Nigeria. And they stretch back like even around the time of the Ottoman Empire, they never interfered. They respected our emirates. So, like, we're predominantly Muslim, like 90-something percent Muslim in the north. I think we're the last people to hold our traditional rulership. Uh, the All the invaders that came to Nigeria could not destroy um, the empire. It stretched from northern Nigeria to Ghana to Sudan 
parts of Morocco, like really, really huge empire. So I speak the widest spoken language in West Africa, second widest spoken language in Africa. There's actually a BBC whole service in my language, Hausa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had sultans and emirs who ruled over us in traditional um, rule, and the English could not get them out of traditional rule or, or make us stop practicing our faith. So they had to compromise with the North and say, okay, look, we'll rule you guys indirectly because we're tired of fighting. Just, uh-huh. just how about that? And we're like, okay, fine, because we're tired of dying. Um, and so they still maintain that rule. So even though there's a democracy in Nigeria, our traditional rulers still have some level of power in the North. Mm-hmm. And every year we have like um, a legendary king who went on this battle and he took out all the corrupt rulers in the north. He went by horseback with a bunch of his relatives and they cleaned the north of like despotic rulers. Wish he'd come back and do it again. <laughs> but um, every year on Eid, they reenact this legendary mission he went on and his descendants sit down in chairs and the best horse riders do it. They charge towards the royal family and stop within feet. Yeah. And the king never, never flinches, never moves. <laughs> It's just a big thing. And then my grandfather was our second ever high commissioner to the UK. And he nearly got killed in a coup. But because he grew up with the guy who was king at that time, long before he became king, that king lied and said that my grandfather was part of the royal family. So you can't, you know, you can execute democratic rulers, but you cannot touch royalty. Mm -hmm. So they let my granddad go, even though he wasn't no royal. So as a mark of thanks until this the this king now has passed away, um, but up until his death, we would go every Eid to visit him. I've actually, I can actually show you a picture of me and him. Wow. Um, but like we would go to say thank you. I'd go with my mom and then they'd give us like a ram oh, or yeah. a goat or something to slaughter for Eid. Uh-huh. And <laughs> this last trip I went with my mom, we got given a ram and I named him Ram Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, you know, there's this thing that Rams do where they stomp their feet on the floor and point their head to challenge you. And like this guy kept on trying to escape from the boot. So like we went back and he untied himself somehow. And then he like challenged me to a duel. Uh, I didn't oblige. We tied him back up. We stuck him in the boot. And when we got back home, like we fed him and fattened him up uh-huh. for like a week before, you know, the inevitable. Yeah. And, you know, I had a bond with this animal. And I feel uh-huh. like if you can't kill an animal, you shouldn't eat one. Uh-huh. And waste not, you know, so we used the skin to make a rug. We used different lig- ligaments for string instruments and things. Wow. There's people that come and collect it. Everything, everything from the animal had to be used. Uh-huh. And you know what? Out of respect, I made sure I seasoned them properly when I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at least I could do, you know. But like, I don't, I'm like, oh my God, you couldn't, I could never like, you know, I saw an animal like, or. They see fish, like they go to these places where you get live fish and then they can't eat the fish. Yeah. To me, that's hypocrisy. You should be able to. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, because if, if everything went to pan tomorrow, you know, eventually it's Tesco's and stuff would be empty. You'd have to hunt and kill your own meat. Yeah, you say the chicken is surrendering. Yeah, exactly. Are, are, all, are all the other animals in that position when they're on the side of the road? It's the little flip, <laughs> the flippers on the fish. Well, actually, tell you what, the ram's upside down, so it's kind of like a. Yeah, yeah, well, that's proper surrender. If it's yeah, upside down. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. if you were in a war, are you were like, come out of here, and they came out standing on their hands with their legs yeah. in the air. I go, yeah, they're proper surrendering those well, guys. Yeah, they've or trying to plan. Yeah, or they're trying to plan. Yeah, you think that's a plan? Yeah. I mean, if you had a road rage incident, the guy got out of the car, 
doing a handstand. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Brazil, because they've got like the capoeira. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm getting yeah. back in my car. <laughs> <laughs> if it was that guy you used to work with and he got on his hands, you'd be like, no way. No, I'm about to get that guy's that guy's about to kill me or fuck me. It's about yeah. to <laughs> turn me into a but I'm not I'm not even gonna know. Yeah. Oh, I it's so quick. It's it's too quick. <laughs> 
green bell peppers, about six red onions, and about 14 or 15 scotch bonnet chilies. Oh my chilies, God. <laughs> some ginger, some garlic. You then fry it in palm oil. And of course, ethically sourced palm oil, because in Nigeria, our palm oil is gained simply. We don't burn orangutans to get it, please. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I have to say that because I did celebrity master chef and I used palm oil. Yeah. So I commented, you monster. I'm like, did you even read where I got the pop? So yeah, yeah, sure. Just to preempt that. Yeah. And um, yeah, you fry it in palm oil, you probably will cough for a little bit and cry. <laughs> yeah. And your life will flash between your eyes. <laughs> you then add the stock back in. Um, you can roast your meats before you put them in the sauce just to give it a little bit of crunch. Mm-hmm. And um, you serve it over ofada rice uh, with some fried plantain on the side. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, what we would do is we would wrap it in banana leaf for a little bit before opening it and you eat it in a banana leaf. That sounds yeah. so good. So that would have been yeah. what I mean. But I thought oh. you guys already had Nigerians here. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, while that is Nigerian, it's not distinctly Northern Nigerian. Uh-huh. So I would go for something Northern Nigerian. Something distinctly Northern Nigerian would be Mia and Taoshe. So Mia means source of, uh-huh. and Taoshe is pumpkin. Uh-huh. And like with a lot of Nigerian foods that like will have like a basic, in- like how Cajun cooking has like a root. Or whether we or Jamaicans have green seasoning, we mm-hmm. we have a thing where we'll blend onions, tomatoes, chilies, and so on together. And then what we do is, again, we'll boil a meat of choice, keep the stock. And while you're boiling the meat, you also boil a pumpkin, right? Mm-hmm. Carve out the insides, and um, you fry your sauces in your oil, add in the mash from the pumpkin, and then very, very specific raw organic peanut butter that we make when you add it in and toss your meats in. Mm-hmm. And we can eat that with ground rice. Have you ever had ground rice or seen it? It's, it's, I think I have. It's kind of like, you know how you've got like mashed potatoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have similar concepts in Nigeria where we can do it with rice. We can do it with yam, plantains, but it's still like it's a general term. You could call it swallow or fufu. Mm-hmm. And you, you can use your hands to eat it. Yeah. So we have those in the North. We can make it from rice. We can make it from maize, flour, semolina, pick your poison really. And mm-hmm. we would eat something like that with mian taoshe. And it's it's a sweet, nutty, spicy dish. It's amazing. Last time I went home, like aunties kept on sending it. Um, my wife did not complain. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's amazing. And also you have to have like a bit of spinach or kale in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it's done, you just put a bunch of spinach in there and it wilts and it's, it's a delicious dish, man. Oh, sounds so I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, I'll we show you a picture. That. You're right that we haven't had that. <laughs> I don't know if we'd had a, a fada rice before. Maybe we hadn't. Yeah. But like, we definitely haven't had meat and tail shape before. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It, I, I wish there was a way I could describe how it tastes because it's so good and it's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pumpkin and peanut butter in there, and then yeah. all the, oh, that sounds yeah. so good. That sounds like the kind of thing you'd buy from Marks and Spencer's, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. I wonder, if, in, I wonder if Marks's do it. Some, some peanut butter. <laughs> You'd love that. Well, tell you what, I've walked through places like Etros and Marks and Spencer's, and I'm like, you know what? Posh white folk do eat a lot like Africans, though. Because like, <laughs> I, I saw like I saw like a, a container of goose fat, um, and I'm like, we we use. Fats as well, yeah, as a replacement for oil and things like that. So, yeah, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I guess we're not so different after all. <laughs> Your dream side dish. Chee-hoo. Um, has anyone here mentioned moi moi to you before? No, no, really, 
No, I don't think so. You've had Nigerians no. on here. They haven't mentioned Moi Moi. No, I don't think they have. Bunch of plastic Nigerians. <laughs> what the hell, man? Normally. I bet they came here and then they would somehow talk about jollof. I'm not even going to talk about jollof. We get first. we often get bogged down in the uh, in the jollof wars. The yeah. Ghanaian versus yeah. Nigerian jollof rice <laughs> yeah. Silly. This that's the kind of Nigerians that argue and the kind of Ghanaians argue about that stuff. Yeah. would need Google Maps to find a way around if they went back home, is what I'm saying. That is the most basic aspect of our cuisine. The most basic... Like, it's it's bloody rice, bro. It's rice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, and the thing is, neither of us invented it. Uh-huh. Senegal did. But, like, right. you know how stupid we must look to Senegalese people. I want a version of this Senegalese dishes. But shut up, man. <laughs> Honestly, I love jollof rice, right? Yeah. But it's like African food one-on-one. Yeah. Like if I had the friend that I'm not sure of, yeah. like he's invited yeah. to the cookout, but I'm still not quite sure, I would give him jollof. Like that's the most basic uh-huh. African dish right next to white rice and stew. Right? It's just basic. And then when I think your levels, then I might introduce some like pounded yam and a goosey soup or, you know, something like that. But jollof, I, well, I, that's like arguing about who makes fish and chips better. <laughs> it's, the most black, it's the most basic dish. In, I mean, it's good. It's better yeah. than all other rice dishes. You know, even Ghanaian jollof rice is better than 90% of rice dishes. Uh-huh. Ghanaian jollof rice is brilliant. It tastes almost like the real thing. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's down to who cooks it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and plus, Nigeria, we've got 300 tribes. Everybody makes it different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say ours is the best because we are the closest to the originators, the Senegalese. Uh-huh. Culturally, we're very similar to them. But then there's people from my tribe in Ghana too. So, right. so yeah, I, I don't have, I don't really, I make fun of Ghana because it's a national requirement. <laughs> but honestly, I, I have no, I have no dog in this fight. Yeah. But yeah, moi moi is moi a moi. good side dish or akara, similar thing. So you get um, beans ground into a paste and um, you can get put in like a boiled egg in there or whatever mm. you want in the paste put it in a mold and steam it. And it comes out like this really high protein bean cake type thing. Or you can fry them and it becomes like buns, but it's made from beans. Wow. And um, in Brazil, they're eating as well. Mm-hmm. And they're called acrae. But you have to go to Bahia, Northern Brazil, because, you know, a few uh, hundred years ago, a bunch of uh, West Africans were digging there uh, on work experience. And um, it was quite an experience and lots of work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but like a lot of traditional Nigerian cuisine or West African cuisine can be found in Brazil, even other parts of South America. I think other South Americans have something called tamales. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a very similar sort of thing. So again, you, you could boil it in a mold or if you want to be super traditional, banana leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You boil them on the side. Thing is, if you eat all these things in combination, you're going to fart yourself into orbit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, um, you have a fight. Anyway, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. If I you're mean, eating this meal, you want to make sure you're not doing anything for the rest of the day, yeah. right? You can't. Okay, I'm going to ask a question, right? Just, mm-hmm. I, I don't do toilet humor. Sure. But I just want to know if it's only me. Yeah. Have you ever farted so hard that it pushed your balls? <laughs> Pushed them well. Yeah, like, like you were sitting oh. down and like because yeah. you were sitting down, you your balls kind of like pushed your balls to get. <laughs> I mean, I've not noticed that. You've but never done I'll... a ball tickler fart. 
I've done it. I've probably done a tickler, but I've not pushed. I've not pushed my butt. I don't. No, like I didn't push the fuck him out. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. There was but, so much power. But that's what I mean. I've so, watched Dragon Ball Z, but <laughs> I've not seen much Dragon Ball Z. No, you know about can, the spirit bomb. No, <laughs> I don't know. About I don't. The but bomb. I, I think I know where where you're going with it. But I don't think. I think I've probably felt the yeah, fart yeah. the fart on my balls. But he didn't push. It didn't move the balls. The move. If you see what I mean. Is that what happens in Dragon Ball Z? No. As they fart and push each other's balls around. I mean, maybe off camera, but they have like these um the these like the kame, like these massive fireball things that they do. Yeah. yeah. It it was like that of farts. It, like I had to stop what I was doing and take a few minutes to just Yeah. Maybe. Collect myself and And have you been eat, eating moi moi? Is that is that what what has yes. done it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your dream drink. Now, this is tough. My wife's already probably angry with me because I've not put in anything from her culture. But there's one thing of hers that... So there's three runners-up, right? Uh-huh. There's a drink called Zobo or Sobo. And um, it's made from boiled hibiscus leaves, like dry, really dry from the hibiscus flower, um, boiled with ginger, cloves, cinnamon, and some other shit. And it's boiled till the color is extracted into the water, uh-huh. and then you add a bit of sugar and mm. maybe some vanilla oh. flavoring. And it, once chilled, that drink is probably one of the best things I have ever tasted in my life. Oh. Right? Like I, I don't do alcohol; I've never tasted alcohol in my life. But if that drink was intoxicating, I'd be body gumbo. Like it's mm. it's that good. <laughs> so that there, there's that. Then there's a Nigerian Chapman drink, which. Till today, nobody is sure exactly how it's made. Right. And it was around for a specific period. Only one restaurant anywhere outside of Nigeria makes it, and it's called Enish. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. We, we've heard about that on the podcast before. Yeah, it's. I, I'm convinced that there's like a witch doctor there yeah. who just opens up a portal and it bleeds into a jug because, honestly, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like um, we would try and make our own. Like we'll try and mix like Fanta and Coke and... Mm-hmm. Then put some grenadine in it or something, and lemon. But like cucumber, all I know is that cucumber is an essential part of that drink. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, Nigerian Chapman, and obviously non-alcoholic version. I know there's an alcoholic version. Mm-hmm. Nigerian Chapman is another drink so good that I'm convinced it must be really bad for you because yeah. there's no way God will allow such a thing to exist <laughs> and taste that nice and yeah. it's harmless. It probably shaves years off your life or. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's really good. So there's that. Then there's mango lassi, mm-hmm. which is, you know, anyone who's ever, you know, stumbled into an Indian restaurant at some point and asked for something to help with the spiciness of their food knows about lassi. And that, that, that drink's amazing. And it's also great for your bowels. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Why are you looking at Benito for five minutes and nodding? He looks constipated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, 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 give yeah. him the tip. Little yeah. tip for you. There's nothing coming out of there. His balls haven't moved in years. No. Yeah. Station me. <laughs> Don't worry. He might be saving it up for that one day. Yeah. One day. Nigerian wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, those three things. Or oh, just apple juice, man. I love apple juice. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Anyone who doesn't like apple juice is a psychopath. <laughs> you had apple juice yesterday. We went for lunch. 
Yeah, and, and you didn't come. I knew there had to be something about you I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered apple juice twice, and I expected Ed to make fun of me for it, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it's but it was so a good. nice place, and I felt like they probably did apple juice really well. It wasn't yeah, like it was they were freshly, freshly yeah, juiced. Yeah, freshly juiced. Have you ever had guarana? No. Didn't they put that in boost bars once? Yeah, they did. So, weird story that there was this um, guy in Nigeria who, again, I think he was a corrupt politician or some shit, but he married. He was married to a Brazilian, Brazilian mm-hmm. woman. And so she opened up this business in Nigeria and she just imported loads of Brazilian stuff over. And for some strange reason, there was this drink, like the equivalent of a Fanta, but made with guarana, mm-hmm. called Brahma guarana. Right. And it was nuts. It was a big part of my childhood, like the drink. And I never even knew it was Brazilian until mm-hmm. um, one day when I walked past a Brazilian like supermarket, because I, I live in Croydon and we have a huge... Uh, population of Brazilians and I walked past and I was like oh and I saw all these things from my childhood and I was like I didn't even know all this stuff was Brazilian that wow. being said like growing up there's a huge Lebanese influence in the north mm-hmm. so like we have a lot of Lebanese Nigerians uh, probably Palestinian ethnically but they had a Lebanese passport and they moved to Nigeria when I was like a kid and growing up there were so many I didn't know Lebanon was another country I just thought Lebanese were a tribe right. in Nigeria so like, there's a Nigerian shawarma, which is different from a regular Lebanese oh, cool. shawarma. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of like, so that's like a subset of Nigerian cuisine that no one even really talks about outside of Nigeria. But like, wow, yeah, there's Lebanese Nigerian food. So which drink have you settled on here? Which is the, which is the dream drink? I was going to go with apple juice, but you had it yesterday, so. <laughs> <laughs> you won't choose apple juice because I had it yesterday. You know, like when someone moves into the neighborhood and you're like, there goes... <laughs> I've ruined apple juice for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought I was the only one that liked it. <laughs> Spoiled it, man. No, no, you know what it is? If I say I like it and I want yeah. that, it just sounds like I, I'm having it because he had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I must be. No, but you had mentioned apple juice before I brought up that he had it yesterday. But yeah. People listening don't know that. They might think that we yeah. agreed to promote apple juice. I think I'll go with the first one, the the, the sorrel drink, the um, hibiscus leaf drink. Yeah, you, yeah. the way you described that, saying it's one of the best things you've ever tasted, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be. So there's a, a bit in in all the different drinks you were listing that I think a lot of our listeners who have been listening for a long time will, be, will listen to and they'll go, why didn't they pick him up on that? And I'll tell you why. So... Oh, yeah, okay. When you said Mango Lassie, a lot of them will be listening and going, now, Christian Guru Murphy came on the podcast. Yeah. Told these guys it's pronounced Lussie. Yeah. Ever since then, they've pronounced it Mango Lussie. Why are they not picking Nabil up on this? It's because Nabil is very knowledgeable yes. about loads of things. So I'm assuming that... Turns out you've been getting it wrong again. I've been getting it wrong because Krishnan is... Because the newsreader here yeah. cannot know as much <laughs> as Nabil does. I'll, I'll tell you my reason for saying Lussie. I know it's Lussie. Uh-huh. But to be fair, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff from my culture... Krishnan Guru Murphy can't say, so fuck him. And, you know, um, finally, this is the feud. This is the feud that people have been waiting for. I mean, if the Bill Abdul Rashid versus Krishnan Guru Murphy. If he can say two on Shinkafa, the me and the me and Toshi, right? Yeah. Then okay, I, I, I'll call it Lassie. But till then, it's Lassie, bitch. <laughs> Just like the dog. Um, Dream dessert. Chihu. Um, close second is Fura de Nono, which um, is for a steamed millet mixed with fresh sour cream, yogurt, and brown sugar, and left to chill and soak 
we have these, um, there's a tribe called Fula, Fulani people. There's loads in West, like Nigeria, um, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea-Conakry and all of that. But you can even find them as far across Africa as in the East, in Somalia, right? And they, they're mainly castle rearers, like most nomads. And like um, those that still practice the nomadic stuff, you know, you see some, they walk down the street and, and they have this like calabash, it's a calabash, it's a big wooden um, bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's a bowl within a bowl within a bowl. And they carry it on their heads in the summer. And I remember as a kid, you'd stop them and you'd ask for some for her. And somehow they did it in such a way that it was insulated. So it was cold, but there was no technology. It was just the wood and some cloth and stuff. And they would put like a little bit of the millet. They'd mash it and then they'd pour the cream and yogurt into it. And you'd have it in the summer. And it was mm. so good. Millet, especially when it fermented for a little bit, had this lethargic effect on you was really relaxing and it was like it was sweet and sour but it was a dessert it was it was almost like um imagine the same texture as uh not even a rice pudding because there was liquid in there and there was a bit of solid like chewiness to it mm-hmm. but not like tapioca balls mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it but it, it was good it was really good is it, it it's obviously sweet because it's got the brown sugar in it but yeah is that uh, a a girl a girl's sweet or can boy no, can boys have that sweet. one? Too? It's a manly sweet because it's got a spiciness to it as well. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, see, that's one of the few sweet things that you could have, and no one could call you any names like that. I was yeah because it's got the it's got a bit of spice yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. you have to suffer a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it makes you strong. It's a dessert that makes you strong. Yeah, you have to say, yeah. yeah. makes you strong. It makes you strong. <laughs> Harsh voice. It makes you strong. So there's that. Or my wife, um, her auntie, makes a dessert. That's, I think it's it's a Pakistani-style bread pudding called shai tukri. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how it's made. I have no clue. It's one of those things that I think is better. I don't know. <laughs> and again, it's one of those things that probably if you have four in a week, it will kill you because it tastes that good. Four. Yeah, I don't know. Like, stuff you taste that good can't yeah. be good for you. No, yeah, just yeah. it can't. That must you said four there, so that must mean that, that one week you had three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm just glad to make you out alive. You know <laughs> <laughs> it just felt too good. Bro. <laughs> like, I must be sinning somehow. This is too good. <laughs> Sweet cinnamony, bready. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it's oh, it's fantastic. Did you have anything, anything on that custard or anything or any? Sort there, there's of... some kind of yellow stuff on it. I don't know whether it's custard. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just flipping condensed. I don't know yeah. what it is. There's like they had like you know the dried rose petal thing. Yeah, that is in a lot of South Asian desserts and. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell that stuff was, man, but it was good. I like, I love how obviously knowledgeable you are about like northern Nigerian cuisine and you know everything that goes into it and how to cook it and this thing. Was so good that you're like, I don't tell me anything. I don't no, want any. I don't I, want, to know. I don't want any knowledge. Also, because it's a dessert, and you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I, I, I yeah, can't yeah. Know how to make it because yeah, it's got rose petals on it. For God's yeah, sake. yeah, you are. <laughs> you're lucky that you're eating that in Croydon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news gets back. I finished. <laughs> Excommunicated. I'd have to get a Ghanaian passport. <laughs> <laughs> So which which one did we decide on? I think the second. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just because I don't want my wife being angry with me for not sure. representing. Yes. You're representing your whole life here. Yeah. You as a person across the board. Yeah, yeah. No, Ed's very much I'm very excited to down a bill because this is the part where James reads the menu back. I'll uh, read you your menu back to you. So James is now 
going to attempt to remember the pronunciation of everything that you've listed. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> right, put his hands behind his head. Yeah, he's reclined he's re- in his seat. Like a lamb. He's ready. <laughs> Surrender. Also, let's not forget that he is reading a list that has been written by the great Benito. Here we go. Still water. Pobodons of bread. Roti canai with Yan. Yep. Starter. Uh, mixed meat and fish. Balangu with masa bread. Yeah. Main course. Me and Taoshe with ground rice. Very good. <laughs> Side dish, moi moi. It's actually smashing. Drink, this. Zobo. Dessert. Oh, no. <laughs> Shahi Tukva. I, I did all right. Yeah, you yeah. did. You did really well. But I could feel every time Nabil said a dish. Yeah. I could almost hear you going over it in your head over and over again, practicing how to say it. This guy's never had a McDonald's. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I've got to say this stuff. Actually, <laughs> in Morocco. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. here, there aren't any halal. No. McDonald's. You had a, a Moroc Donald's. Yeah. No, yeah, he not like I held you in high esteem until now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you, you did, you did <laughs> yeah. the pun earlier. Yeah, we all back. laughed at fucking Rambro. That's great. You know, some people get away with it. Rambro's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nabil, that menu sounds absolutely amazing. Sounds incredible. Like, quite often there's, like, things that me and James are like, oh, we'd like to try that. But the, the things I I didn't know existed and I can't wait to try them. I'd eat every single bit of that. If you'd like to give any of this stuff a try, there's a place called Baba Foundation in Norbury. Mm-hmm. And he actually is a house man like me. Mm-hmm. So he's from the north of Nigeria. And like, especially when it comes to our barbecue stuff, he does it all, including grilled pheasant. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I'm doing that. Wow. Baba Foundation. Thank you so much, Nabil. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nabil. Thanks so much to Nabil for coming into the Dream Restaurant. Thank you, Nabil. What? That was an amazing episode. It was an education. It was hilarious. Yes. Um, we uh, barely had to do any work. Yeah, thank you for that, Nabil. Yeah. Just, I, honestly, just completely enraptured by him. Just sat there. Yeah. Let him let him tell us history about northern Nigeria, about the food from that area, and then just laughing and laughing and laughing. Yeah. Uh, the debt collected. That was funny. Yes, that was good. <laughs> a great time. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, uh, and also very happy he didn't say the secret ingredient, purple carrots, James. Which Benito uh, pointed out, um, he probably would, would definitely not pick that because... People make out that carrots aren't meant to be orange anyway. Yeah. And that that's like man made. Yes. And the purple ones are how they're meant to look. Yes. So Nabil probably would not trust the orange carrots anyway. Yeah. Would prefer the purple ones. You know, and you know the word orange, James. Yeah. For the fruit. Mm-hmm. And we use it for the colour. Yeah. The colour is named after the fruit, which yeah. is named after a man. What? Yeah. Jason Orange. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The fruit was created for, I think it's William of Orange, yeah. or one of them, those guys. Yeah. So they called it the orange. Yeah. And then that colour, we now call orange wow. because of the fruit, because of the guy. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm wrong, and someone get in contact and tell me. You know what else I just thought? What? Jason Orange. Yeah. Yeah. I never met or heard of anyone else with the surname Orange. Is it just him? William of Orange? That's of William of Orange. But yeah. like, Jason Orange... I've never met anyone else. Like, Hello, my name's Barbara Orange. Yeah, <laughs> I guess his family. Yeah, but where, where are they? I've never heard of them. Yeah, but the, you're not going to have heard of them because, the, you know, they're not famous, but I'm sure his family, the Oranges. I've never even heard him talk about them. Yeah, that's true. I think it might just be him. Yeah. Why don't we get him on and ask? 
I'd happily get Jason Orange on the podcast. We know what the secret ingredient will be. An orange. Don't forget, Nabil is on tour. The Purple Pill. Go and see that show. It will be absolutely brilliant. Uh, check out his website and social media for details. Uh, come and see me on tour. Hot diggity dog. Edgamble.co.uk. Buy my book, Glutton, the multi-course life of a very greedy boy. Anything you want to plug, James? When's this going out? New Year? Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess uh, I'll plug uh, my, uh, my uh, audio sitcom, Springleaf. Yes. Uh, my album. Party Gate of Purgatory by Temps. My book, James Acos Guide to Quitting Social Media. Going to go on tour in the new year. As of recording, not sold out yet. Hector's welcome. You're too busy, man. Why are we too doing talented? That? Too, too, too goddamn talented. Yeah, that's true. Apart from uh, with our diaries. Yeah, not very talented with them. Uh, we will see you next week in the Dream Restaurant. See you next week in the Dream Restaurant. Love you. Love you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.